0: I'm Adam Walker, but in this episode my co-host Jeremy Russell took the reins. He spoke to inclusion and belonging specialist Joanne Lockwood. Joe told us that as more people went remotely, particularly from home, there's a new paradigm coming in the diversity and inclusion world. Enjoy! Please take your seats. This evening's performance
1: is about to begin.
0: So, welcome to the uh, the Chat Talent Podcast, People Podcast. Um, once again, um, I think we we were on the recruitment recruiting brain food marathon yesterday, which was a brilliant uh, event from Hung Lee. Um We we had the title, "What Not Another Fucking Recruitment Podcast," because I think at the moment that's how myself and Alan feel that uh, it seems to be all we're doing. But we've got some got some great speakers um, and some great great interviewees through uh, through the process, um, and I guess none less so than uh, than. Than the person we got on today, uh, the, the brilliant, in my opinion, Joanne Lockwood. Um, welcome, Jo. How are you? Oh, Jeremy. Thank you. I'm good, thank you. And wasn't that an awesome brain food marathon?
1: I mean, you, there's it, some it, great people. I mean, I'm, I'm binging yeah. the content. You know, I've got 48 hours no. worth because of all the parallel tracks. I'm going to be binging that content yeah. for months. And yeah, well, that's it. Is,
0: it, is, it, is it going to reinvent the events industry going forward?
1: Well, that was my thought about it, you know, and yeah, you know, obviously people like Mark Lennox, uh, Jamie Leonard, and Mark yeah. Coleman, they've got some fantastic right, events yeah. in this space. But yeah. I'm now thinking, well, Hung managed to just put out a couple of posts on social media, got 2,500 people in the room, <laughs> 100 presenters in a two-week yeah. period at virtually zero cost, and everybody was yeah. in this community spirit. So it, it does put the stake in the ground and say, hang on a minute, with it, anyone can create this audience without infrastructure. So the, the big incumbents need to find a way of reinventing themselves uh, yeah. and to stay relevant and that, that's a challenge and I'm, I see Jamie's doing yeah. all that fantastic
0: yeah no, he's got talent set rising yeah. next week isn't he? And, yeah, looking forward looking forward to some of that that would be uh, I think that'll be good um, and that, that's obviously the events business Joe but what about yourself how's, how's business with you
1: I think like many gig workers, as I would class myself as a gig worker, um, the world changed uh, with a click of the fingers and, and all of the pipeline I had uh, either went into lockdown with me or vaporized in front of my face. Um, but I, I like to think that I've reengaged with most of the people I had was having discussions with. Not Nothing's dead. Everything's been kind of kicked into the long grass. I'm doing – I was going to do a lunch and learn session for a company in uh, around about now, but we've kicked that into May, mm-hmm. and they're happy for me to do some uh, remote delivery, deliver that online. Mm-hmm. And I had a a, a a chat this morning where we talked about how I was going to do that, and, I, and I'm going to use it as a kind of a, a motivational session as wow, well their company get together i'm gonna yeah. to run some breakout rooms i'm gonna get some chat going and get those people talking to each other so less about me talking and more about yeah. me bringing bringing their community together to talk about for, for how spirit, they're feeling it?
0: yeah yeah and and just um i guess just to clarify for people who may not know you as well as as well as we do um just tell us what the business does uh
1: the business what what do i do uh i suppose i i've i've Class my elevator pitch is uh, I provide inclusion, belonging, advice, consultancy, I speak, I train, I consult, uh, okay. mainly in the talent acquisition and HR space, which you could kind of understand about. I talk yeah. to people who talk to people. So I'm, it's a people-to-people type um, focus, and that's across multiple sectors. It really is around mm-hmm. HR and TA regardless of the sector, uh, mm-hmm. but that's... Uh, throughout the UK, uh, Europe, mm-hmm. and elsewhere. So I've, I've been to Australia, I've worked across various territories, uh, north, south, east, and west. So I've had a, I've had a, a great uh, couple of years doing that. Uh, predominantly my work, the billable work, if you like, it's been around yeah. kind of the London and, and the UK. Uh, yeah. Most of the other things are more uh, conferences, uh, meeting people, yeah. s- spreading the love, sort of stuff. But, yeah, predominantly UK yeah. training, consultancy, diagnostics around inclusion and belonging.
0: Excellent. Well, that's, That probably puts you in a, a really good position to answer one of the questions that I've had. Um, and I've had it for a long time because I think there's still a lot of people in both of those sectors that you've mentioned, TA and HR, who've interchanged the words diversity and inclusion, um, and, and often for the wrong reasons. Have you got some sort of definition in your head of what each of those is?
1: Yeah, I mean, we can all Google it and we can come up with the, uh, the Oxford English Dictionary definition, but I like mm-hmm. to think of diversity as the cake mix. You know, you put all the ingredients, here, your carrot, okay. your castor, sugar, your demerara, uh, your yeast, whatever you're putting in your cake, a few glassy your cherries, mm-hmm. and you get all this mix. But unless you've got something to hold that together, it's just, it's not a cake. It just—it's just a—it's oh. just, just a pile of crumbs. So you need to yeah. put an emulsifier like the egg or the or something to beat it in and create this cohesion. Yeah. So diversity for me is the mix. Inclusion is the emulsifier that binds it together to make it more yeah. than the sum of the parts. Uh, in simple yeah. terms, so inclusion—it's about how you make people feel, how you treat people, how you how you create that sense of belonging and feeling. <laughs> and diversity is the people. it's is is the it's the it's the everybody. If you like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. I, I've never, never thought of it as, as, as uh, referred to as a cake before, but uh, that'd be quite an interesting one. I'm sure there's a, there's, there's a logo you could design for yourself there, but uh, yeah. brilliant. Thank you for that. Um, I guess with your your experience within in this landscape, and, and particularly given what's gone on over the last three to four weeks, how do you think that whole landscape is changing, the whole diverse and inclusion landscape? Uh,
1: inclusion, I think, is uh, becoming more of the focal point. I mean, we, we, we've been in a world where you, if you look at the maturity model of D&I, people were very early focused on the diversity, the equality, uh, the legislation, the the compliance, making sure we didn't get it wrong. Mm-hmm. And then we've evolved more into this inclusive world. And we're talking about culture, belonging, employer experience, employer branding, et mm-hmm. cetera, et cetera. So that was starting yeah. to mature. Uh, what's happened now is we've changed the the model of work we re, we, we've, we've got new people who are advantaged. We've got new people who are disadvantaged. We've got people who were thriving in the old environment. I call it the old environment. We're not there anymore. We've moved. And people yeah. in the current environment who are able to thrive more because the, the world of work works better for them. And yeah. that cuts across often across diversity strands where we're not looking at saying, this person has more chance uh, because they're white, they're male, they're privileged. Whereas that may be the case, but now what we're saying is somebody who is able to work remotely, able to adapt to the technological change, has a home environment or working environment that they can adapt to yeah. far more readily than somebody who maybe is sharing their accommodation, sharing their kitchen table. That's mm-hmm. difficult. So how people can bring themselves to work has changed and how effective they can be. Are yeah. they self-starting? Do they need noise? Do they need human interaction? So. The definition of what makes a great remote employee is slightly different than what made a great on-premise or in-the-office employee. Yeah. It also allows people maybe with a, a physical disability, people who are maybe seen as being too complex to, to integrate into, into the traditional office. They've got their, mm-hmm. their home environment is already working for them. They know how to live at home. They can show up to work the same as anybody else. So, what people look like, how people sound—you don't necessarily need to love people in the same way you did face to face, but you need to adapt to love people in a different way you now, and that's the challenge that I think we talk about the challenge of inclusion today. It's remodelling the uniqueness of people and understanding what makes them able to succeed in this in the current world, whereas they didn't have those challenges in in the old world, if you like.
0: I think one of the things I've seen most of is um, people who would class themselves as introverts. And there's obviously um, certain groups of, of people who fit into that introverted state of mind, I guess, if you like, um, who, who are saying, do you know what? I love it. I don't have to go into an office and connect with people that I don't want to connect with. And, and, and you know, I, I, I can think in my own time. I can that's, So that's the sort of person you're thinking about there
1: um and but there are people who maybe who are neurodiverse. diverse yep. uh, they need structure they mm-hmm. need to know what's expected of them they need to be told this is the beginning this is the middle yep. this is the end yeah and, and i also think we all forget that we assume that every manager every team leader every leader is is geared up with being a great motivator when they can't see people. Some people rely on the fact they're very personable. They, they have mm-hmm. this engagement way of speaking to people face-to-face. They've got to adapt to new styles as well. So I think not only have we got to worry about, and I say worry, not in a, not with a big W, but in small W, be mm-hmm. concerned about how people are behaving from an employee point of view. But we've also mm-hmm. got to make sure that we, we value and think about leaders because they're people too. They've got the same anxieties. They're no longer holding the privilege card. They've got, they're, they're, they're in it together with everybody. So we're yeah. all learning this process. And I think we, we, we've got to really focus on the individual and understand the dynamics of that person's entire makeup, their family, the circumstances, their, their, the way yeah. their brain works, the way they interact, their, their job function. Is it easy on their own? Mm. Do they need to collaborate? Do they like yeah. light touch, heavy touch. So this this goes beyond you know the traditional silo di- diversity threats and strands, uh, and yeah. this is the inclusion, the belonging, the values, that 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 sense of how we involve people in, in our organisations, so and give them passion and purpose. People need yeah. this passion and purpose. Yeah, people don't really go to work just for money. They go. They go to work sometimes for something to do, something to give them energy, something to give to get to them out of the people house. Sometimes, to meet yeah. people. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Mean, I mean, you mentioned the word privilege there. Obviously, in in this context, it's quite different to um, the privilege of say, money. Um, what, what you're talking about here is the privilege of someone for who the world is is almost set up naturally, and that privilege has changed. Is that right?
1: That privilege has changed. Um, money is still a factor in terms of mental health um and it's not only just your your employee we've got to think about so an employee maybe lives uh, in a household with their partner their children or they may be younger and they're living with their parents still quite possible or they're living alone Uh, it may well be if they're in a family environment your employee is safe and secure within their, their employment but their partner may have been laid off. Their partner may have lost their bonuses in a sales yeah. environment. Their partner may be furloughed. So yeah. having gone from this environment where you had some stability of income, maybe now you're you've got all this added burden, of baggage of having uh, financial difficulties, uh-huh. uh, and so anxieties, feeling of overwhelmed. Maybe yeah. maybe a relative is sick. Maybe you've been sick. Maybe your partner's sick. Maybe your children are in a high. They're going out to school. They're going out playing. Maybe someone down the road uh, has has this. It's a type of
0: anxiety, or anxiety from a different source.
1: And it's random. I I spoke to people who are fine on Monday, and by Wednesday they're struggling, and by Friday they're back okay again. Uh, And it hits people in different ways at different times based on what's going on in their head at the time. And and that's where, as employers, we need to understand that we don't have – 100% 100 percent access to people nine to five as we used to we have to take them in chunks and 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 help people manage those chunks of work output in a way yeah. that, that, that that can fit into their family and their home lives
0: yeah and we we've, I mean, we've touched on um, some of the challenges facing the in, in inclusion at the moment how, how about what's next and, and beyond you know can we can we predict any of that do you think
1: i mean I think it's fair to say that the uninformed, you know, the masses really don't have a clear view on what the government is going to do next. I mean, we can all guess. I'm not sure
0: the government do, but there we go. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we started with a three-week lockdown in the UK. Other countries, different timings. We're now realistically saying, well, it's going to be middle of May. I think most of us are thinking, well, actually, even if we do allow some partial unlock, there's still going to be social distancing. Uh, we're not going to be having pubs and coffee shops and events in the same way. The travel will be mm-hmm. different, different countries, different territories, won't want to fly people in. So freedom of movement is going to be restricted. Uh, yeah. So I think we need to live in that world that we're never going to go back in the short short to medium term to as we were. So yeah. how do we adapt? Um, I see as we come out of this, there's going to be a lot less cash in the system. There's going to be a lot less businesses in the system. There's going to be a lot more unemployment and everybody is going to be impacted by the, the economic downturn. So where, where do I see this going? I think we're going to have to build more community spirit. We're going to need more self-help. We're going to put more reliance on um, infrastructure and services around our community. I think mm-hmm. who are feeling excluded from work at the moment, they maybe may redundant, there's no jobs. I think we're all going to have to readjust our lifestyles, think about what I need to survive rather than what I'd like um, having a holiday, buying another car uh, off the agenda. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, I need food this month. How can I make that happen? Yeah. So I, I think when we talk about that, the, the key thing is about when we talk about inclusion, and this is what we're really talking about today, is giving people this sense of safety, this sense of, this sense of belongingness, this sense of um, being involved. Because the danger is we'll end up being very tribal. We'll we end up closing ourselves down, seeing mm-hmm. someone who is a stranger and worrying about, the impact of that person coming into my family, coming into my contact. So, are we going to get more xenophobic, more defensive, more more introvert into our into our tribes? But much as we were in prehistoric times, where a stranger came along, you'd end up fighting them because you didn't want them bringing their infections into your community. And yeah. I hope we don't evolve into that kind of Hollywood view of post-apocalypse. But I can already see instances now where people don't trust somebody from a, f- a different country. People don't trust someone they don't know. Yeah. Um so we're just bring
0: out of now. Brexit into something that's going to make that even worse.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're talking about what a thirty-five percent dip in GDP yeah. just as a result of corona. I mean, we're already talking about a potential five to ten percent dip in GDP because of Brexit.
0: Brexit,
1: yeah. Is it realistic? I mean, yeah. are we in a position now where Brexit is is more important? I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, the government have got their own ideas, and who'd want to double think yeah. it? But we, we all, I think as a society, we want to feel belonging. I think in order to feel belonging, we need to understand our plan. We need our passion and purpose. At the moment, the yeah. government have given us a very clear passion and purpose, which is wash your hands, stay at home, protect the NHS, save lives. And we've given that three-point plan that everybody yeah. understands, and that gives us something to work to. I, I can do my bit by doing that. So that that's a I feel included in the government's mission. I feel this belonging to the country. I've got my mission. So the challenge yep. is what's the next what's the next narrative coming out of government? Because I think it's government's gonna set the tone of what we can do. And yep. that may well be we can we can release ourselves, but we must distance. We cannot gather in groups. So how does yep. that affect the world of work, which is what we're here again, we're here to talk about? How can yep. my business survive? Do I need to come back to the office? Maybe I do, maybe I don't. Maybe now I've been out of the office for six months. You know, it's it's, it's going right, to yeah. Uh, yeah. Now I've done this. The new normal is very normal. How yeah. far do we want to go back? Or, or do we have to recognize that the people who need that social interaction, need that that touch points, they're going to stir crazy. Is this a living nightmare, a living hell for them? And they will need to burst out into in, back into the world. Uh, yeah. Or are they going to have to? Or we're going to have to put more time and effort into people who feel this isolation, more hyper uh, sensitive to this lack of human contact. We're going to have to give them more time and more space in our in our DNA thinking in the future. Um, yeah. And when, we, when we, you know, we've got TA talent acquisition and hiring. What kind of person are we going to want to hire? We're going to value less the extrovert and value more. The, the quiet introvert with IT, with their own IT skills it, you know, mm-hmm. can we ask in an interview so do you yeah. have a desk at home you can work from are we going to ask how are your IT skills if you're working from home remotely uh, are, yeah. we gonna, are we going to are we going to change the competencies of jobs where yeah. being able to remote work is actually an asset now uh, talking yeah. on camera interacting on video uh, self starting uh, a good a good Slack player you know uh, yep. <laughs> able to communicate
0: effectively able to use zoom seems to be the key yeah, the key one at the moment doesn't it it's a really interesting way of thinking about things and obviously that's gonna that's gonna change as you, as you alluded to the way leaders and managers um lead and manage because they're, they're two different things um in order to keep people included how do you see that how do you see leaders and managers having to adapt
1: well, the first thing I, I always say is obviously the leader and manager themselves need to feeling some sense of inclusion and belonging themselves. So we need to make sure that not every leader and manager is, 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 is geared up for this. So, but I always think it starts by listening, listening to each and every person in your team about how they're feeling. So it's about feelings, mm-hmm. listen to their anxiety, give people time. We, we went through this phase in our, in our evolution where we'd say, how are you doing? The, the polite answer was, I'm okay, thank you. Yep. move on now the question how are you doing is a 45-minute conversation between two individuals yep. we need to give people time to listen to share to feel that they've, they've spoken to somebody today so when we're doing zoom calls yep. we do webinars we're doing company we need to allow put the human side in there not just the business yep. side so that's yep. how they can adapt uh, communication understand how people want to talk too much slack Beep, 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 you you can't get on with anything. Too many Mm WhatsApps. So understand what the right touch is, not the heavy or the light. We need to touch people in in the right ways. But I think the important thing leaders can do is make sure people have passion and purpose. Make sure they understand their part in the plan. Make sure they understand what what the company's doing. And when I talk about everybody, it's the, the remote workers the people who are still working on premise in the office and also the furloughed workers. How many times have I heard that furloughed staff are almost being ignored and they Mm. feel this sense of rejection? It's it's like being made redundant with with a payoff. They're feeling the sense of rejection. Will I get my job back? Are people still talking to me? So whenever you're doing things, you must involve everybody, not just Mm. the people you're thinking about.
0: Yeah, brilliant. I think what you've you've said there um, essentially – uh, summarizes about one of the podcasts we had with um jared massey who's one of the ops directors for hudson rpo mm. who absolutely um said it, it pretty much what you and that's how he's handled the, the furloughs and it's one of the biggest challenges people think they've been made redundant mm. they don't think they've got a job to come back to um is it actually it's quite the reverse the, the the whole point of the furlough and the 80 percent payment by the government is to ensure there is a job to come back to as much as anyone can ensure it so it's it's but interesting it's be but, it,
1: but it's rejection that's the that's that's the problem yeah. because yeah. they're saying why did you pick me why 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 is that person still going to the office or that person working remotely yeah. i could have done that job and it, yeah. it is that it's that that grief that rejection and that, I'm, not I'm not good enough i've not good enough i've got yeah. no purpose what do i do for three yeah. months yeah. that's what people are feeling that i've spoken to who are being furloughed yeah it's a real rejection yeah.
0: And, and, and the type, as you say, as you've alluded to, right the way through the, the call. Of course, the, the, the previously leaders and managers would look at someone and say, "Well, they look like they're getting on okay." And that person now might be the one who needs more support mm. in in the new world
1: because their family circumstances. You've got all these dynamics, all these complications yeah. in the home that you didn't yeah. know about before, and now you're having to open your kimono, as, as people would say, open yeah. your kimono to your life and, like be, vulnerable, and, be, and be vulnerable. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Brilliant, um, Diane, That's been really interesting. What's um, you've, you've alluded to your own business? What's what's next for you?
1: Uh, I'm, I'm rapidly, like everybody else, trying to work out what I do now um, uh, okay. p- yeah, pivoting online I, I've, I've actually started running some Zoom training courses um, uh, yep. a lot of people out there need some help on how to go c- 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 from being a remote speaker or leader or, or whatever to actually running Zoom course more effectively understand the different dynamic about this remote delivery so I started doing that I'm still running some lunch and learns I'm still running some consultancy yep. I'm trying to do some one-to-one mentoring so yeah all of this delivered over yep. Zoom or whatever or virtual technology but yeah forward reinventing and uh and having lots of fun doing it. actually
0: good it sounds like it sounds like no no surprise you're having lots of fun doing it first and foremost knowing you joanne um just i I guess one last question then is if if i was looking as a leader or manager to to find the details about one of your workshops or something where where, where's the best place to go um
1: i i always start by pointing people to linkedin uh joe rockwood on linkedin um or my website, which is see uh, change happen s w e change happen dot co dot uk. Everything I do is either on LinkedIn or on my website, or I share it. Uh, I, I try and be as vocal as I can on social media channels. So, yeah, if you're, if you're browsing in my vicinity, I'd hope you'd bump into me and and see what yeah. I'm up to. But, yeah, if you'd love to have a chat, I mean, seriously, if you've got time on your hands, if you're not going out washing your hair this week or anything like that, then, yeah, <laughs> ping me a, ping me a message and say, hey, Joe, do you fancy a uh, a Zoom call? Let's go online and have a chat.
0: I think for most people, it's not the washing of the hair; it's the cutting of the hair. From sure. the sounds of things, but, uh, <laughs> absolutely, um, Joe. It's been really, really, really interesting conversation. And um, I knew you were a real expert, real passionate about this, and, and you know, you, you talk from personal experience. Um, thank you so much for for, for your honesty uh, on on the call today, uh, and I very much look forward to uh, to catching up over a glass of wine or something with you in the uh, in, in in the new future, whatever yeah. that looks like
1: or we'll, uh, we'll do a virtual class. I'll, I'll pop open a Savignon Blanc and you can choose your tipple and we'll, uh, we'll cheers the screen. Really yeah. Savignon <laughs> yeah.
0: Sauvignon Blanc suits me. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, Joe, thanks for your time today um, and we'll, um, we'll be in touch soon. Thanks. Yeah,
1: right. cheers. Thank you very much.
0: Cheers. Bye. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Head over to chattalent.com for more blogs, vlogs, webinars and other great content about HR, talent and recruiting everything you could possibly need enjoy